Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Welcome to this pop-up podcast from the Devil in the Detail. I'm Rob Parkson, and this is a pop-up special for you. Paul Whiteside joined one of our club's greats, Alan Grice, to talk about his career and what a great listener it is too. So here it is, coming up on this pop-up podcast from the Devil in the Detail. Right, well, for Devil in the Details podcast, I'm delighted to say today I've been joined by former Salford and Swinton star and stalwart Alan Grice. Nice to meet you, Alan. How did it? All right. Yeah, yeah, good. You started your career at Blackbrook uh, Amateur Club. You, you're from St. Helens, aren't you? Yeah, I'm from St. Helens. Uh, mm-hmm. Played for Blackbrook and uh, I had trials with Salford in 1969, come 70, I signed on in May 1970. And you was, a, you was a long time at Salford, weren't you? You were there for nine years in, in total, was it? Yeah, I was in nearly ten years. I enjoyed mean, it, I loved it. I didn't want to leave Salford, but... Um, you made your debut for Salford home to Featherstone September 1970. Do you remember much about making your debut? It was a long time ago now, but do you remember much about that side you was in? Because there were some star names in that team, weren't there? Well, it was a great team, and uh, the one I remember most was Peter Smethers, because uh, um, I did a, a good tackle you know, on this fellow. Really cracked it, I thought, great that night. I was just getting up off to play the ball. And Peter slapped me on the back and knocked me down again. Well done, son, he said. He was a, he was a big lad, wasn't he? Oh, Peter yeah. Smithers. Oh, large, great, great large than life character. Yeah. But, um, you know, I thought, that oh, must have been a good tackle if you hit me like that. But I enjoyed tackling, though. That was the thing. Yeah, reading about you, it sort of said you were you were a worker, really. You, you, you had a really high worth ethic, and you played everywhere in the pack. You played every position in the pack, didn't you? Prop, second row, hooker, loose forward. Yeah, we had some really big forwards. Well, Mike Coomer was a giant of his time, and he was really fast. You know, Dixon was a first size, and they could. They were all fast players, and all the team was fast, but. Uh, I just did a job, but what was required, I did, if anybody wanted me to do tackling, I'd do tackling. Taking the ball in, I'd do that. I just love playing, you know, when you've got so many superstars, really, you can just stand back, can't you? So at that time when you signed then in 1970, how did it feel being at Salford? Because did you sense something special was happening there, you know, with the, the, the variety centre there, your chairman, Brian Snape, was making good noises, wasn't he? Was there was something building at that time? Yeah, it was a great town to play, really. really I was very lucky uh, signing at that particular time. The, the club had just started going forward, and uh, there was Di Watkins and Chris Hesketh, Mike Coomer, Colin Dixon. They were, they, they were the cornerstones behind the team, and they were all signing 67, 68. And uh, I've often looked back on it and thought, them four players, they built the team now. But time goes by, and a couple of years later, Kenny Gill come on the scene. 
and uh, he, I was left the first training session uh, after Kerry Gills signed and uh, it was like aside from amateur rugby at Pilks uh, in Tallinn I knew him very well like, you know I knew his player and that he was a great player you know but he went across to Watkins and Watkins had his training journey on number six and he said that's my jersey you've got on there David he said, I'm going to have that and within six months he was playing number six for Salford is that when David Watkins got moved to, moved to, to centre then? Yeah. And um, that that really did him a lot of good because it gave him a lot more room. With with Kenny Gill could pass a wide pass, and then you got Peter Banner coming into the team who was quick, sharp, and it, the ball used to get wide. And the, the rugby they played was unbelievable at times. It's nice getting up from the scrum and seeing uh, somebody just going over the line, putting the ball down. And that's what you did nine times out of ten with them. Yeah. The first success came in 1972 in the Lancashire Cup. Did you play in that final? No, I was... You played in two finals though, didn't you? I played in the semi-final and the rounds up to it, but um, I, I got a knock and I played in the A team. I never got in the team for the uh, final. But they played really well, really. You went on to play in the John Player final in 1973, didn't you, against Leeds? Yeah. Was that a game that got away, really? It was a... Far town in Huddersfield that game, wasn't it? It was a close one. Was it 12 12 7? Did it finish up? Yeah, it was a good game. It was a great game, really. Um, that lad who died the other week who played for Leeds, uh, Atkinson, yeah. he scored a fantastic try. And uh, John Holmes, who, who's died, he, he uh, slung a pass out about 30 metres. Atkinson caught it, went into the corner. That was the difference between the two teams. But it was a good game. We, we deserved a bit more out of it, really. But uh, they were a good team at that time, Leeds. Beating Warrington in the BBC Floodlit Trophy, you played in the replay, didn't you? I played in, in, the, in, in the, the final first, and the replay first as well. Game and the replay. So that, that's probably the first sort of time you tasted silverware then playing in a winning side. How did that feel? It felt great, yeah. I, uh, the game at Salford, when we drew, you're not seeing many games, nil apiece. No. I can't remember playing in another one, but it was a good game. There was a lot of breaks and a lot of good tackling. And so when we played it, uh, it in the replay, we, we knew we had a job on to go there. Like they had a good team then. You played a, a sort of a pivotal role in both the championships successes of '73-4 and '75-6, didn't you? You played a lot of games in them. How did that feel picking up those rugby league championships? Oh, it was like one league then as well, wasn't it? One division then. Yeah. Well, they're the most consistent team, like you know, that gets the championship at that time. You know, if you've if you've won more games than anyone else, really, you should be champion. Yeah. The seventy-five sixties, one it like a really close close finish at the end of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, St. Helens play Widnes and yeah. you had to win at Keithley? Was that right? Yeah. Well, we won at Keithley, then we came back, and I think Saints were playing um, Widnes yeah. at uh, at Widnes. In the in the evening, you know, so we all went up there as a team, right, to watch the game, and obviously we're cheering for the witness. So there's some celebrating done yeah, that night. Wasn't so we it? all went to the pub there at the side of the ground and celebrated success. Yeah, yeah. We we had uh, witness had to win for us to win the. 
the championship. I mean, there was a lot. That was sort of a golden age in rugby league, really. When we we beat Australia in the World Cup, didn't we, in in, in seventy two? Who was who was sort of the most feared players you played against? There was a lot of rough forwards in, in that time, wasn't there? I mean, people sometimes say the game was perhaps not as clean as what it is now. But yeah. who, who was the forwards that you sort of most feared? Um, well, quite a few you've got to respect, really. But I was more worried about. Uh, I'd rather tackle a great big forward than tackle Roger Millward, you know. Yeah. If you try to tackle Roger Millward, he's chasing shadows, you yeah. know. Yeah. So big forwards didn't really uh, bother me, like, you know. Yeah. What's, what's sort of the toughest sort of atmosphere you played at? I mean, obviously for Salford, sort of Headingley, Featherstone, Castleford were always tough away games, grounds to go to, weren't they? Yeah, Headingley was always uh, hard to play, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Featherstone. When it got really cold, you going in the, the snow and that, that was a hard place to play. So after that 75-6 season, Salford started, did they start struggling then? Did you notice the team getting older? Because success was fairly limited then after that, wasn't it? It was a funny thing really, we just dropped off, the, you know, dropped off. Because there were still some good players there, wasn't there, the season after? I think uh, Kenny Gill left him, you know, I think they missed him a lot, really. It's hard to say, really. We was a bit unlucky at times in, in various cup games. We were playing St. Helens once in the third round um, at home. I don't know whether you remember that or not. Um, we was winning. And it looked like all we had to do was close the game down a bit, but we carried on throwing the ball about. And uh, Ken was trying to get out to uh, fielding on the right, and uh, a fella called Peter Glynn, he, he started for Salford after. Uh, later on his, his, his uh, career, he caught the ball and went under the post, so they won 12 7. Peter Glynn, I believe, was a bit of a, a nemesis for Salford. Didn't Peter Glynn score in the, uh, the championship final at Station Road in 1976? Didn't he score in that game as well? Oh, yeah. I, I believe, yeah. yeah, so he... yeah. It's sad that really, you think about it. You know, when, when I was. Can I mention scouting? When I was, when yeah, I was of course, scouting, yeah. well, that's me. Um, Go and have a look at Alan Hunt, you know. Well, Alan Hunt played for Warrington then, like, you know. And uh, he, he knocked us out of the cup the previous year. Yeah. I don't know whether you remember In, in about the eighth minute of injury I time. Said, are you sure you want... <laughs> I said to Albert White, are you sure you're after Albert, uh, Alan Hunt? Like, you know, he knocked us out of the cup last year. Like, like that's, that's nothing to do with it, he said. <laughs> you know, I said, but, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, he's a nice bloke, Alan. Good, good player as well. Top class. But he was on his way really well. Scored some tries for us as well, didn't oh, he? Oh, uh, it was yeah. a, a great thing. I think that the, looking back, the, the Challenge Cup was sort of a trophy that eluded us really throughout the, the 70s. Yeah. For that great side that we had, the likes of Esketh, Fielding, Richards, Dixon, yeah. Charlton, you can name them all there, well, can't you? Well, we, we'd... Castleford were good at the, uh, mm. at, at the Cup, even then. You know, I, I played against Mel Rowley and all of them. But one year, same as I said, we did. We beat Castleford at Castleford. Mm-hmm. In the next round, we got beat with Saints at, at home. You know. yeah. But you need a bit of luck in the draw as well. You want to, we don't never seem to get an easy draw. Like, you know. No, I've noticed that looking <laughs> back through the old programmes and record like books. It's yeah. away and all this, like, you know, in the cup. Well, did we play Castleford two seasons running? 70 and after the 69 final, we played in 70, 71 yeah. as well. Yeah. And both away from home as well, weren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we didn't we, seem to get an easy draw. We won one of them, I think, didn't we? Was it 76 we won at Castleford? And then we lost it? at home to St. Helens in the, the next round, like you say. Right. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we sort of alluded to that trophy, really. Yeah, but even so, it is a heck of a place to play at to Castleford. Like, you know. Yeah. We need a bit of luck in the cup as well, like, you know. But, God, I was in the crowd when they played against Sheffield, you know. Mm. God, I'd be, be, God, I'd stood in the middle of everybody, everybody's saying, oh, we're going Wembley, like, you know. And I thought it was 20 minutes ago, we was about 18 points in front, wasn't we? Mm. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I said, great, yeah, I've never seen it. I said, even even our team never threw away like that. No, that was a bit oh, of a heartbreaking moment. I think it took yeah, the club a long every, while to recover from that, didn't it? I did, yeah. And then again, if they had won that, mm. it'd have been set for a few seasons, I think. Yeah, it could know. have really taken off because yeah. the season before under Andy Gregory in '97, we did really well, didn't we? Finished yeah. sixth in the yeah. table and made a really good start to. Gregory to was a good coach. Yeah. yeah, did a good job at Salford, didn't he? He did, yeah. Just going back to your career though, how did you feel like, like we just mentioned those players before, those top class players like Sir Dixon, Koeman playing the pack with you, how did it feel to play with so many great Great Britain players as well, your international players? Did you learn a lot, a lot from it's them? It's a lot easier, well you do learn, yeah. Yeah, nobody really was better at uh, teaching than Mike Koeman and uh, Colin Dixon, you know. they, they didn't, like I thought, like really did me worry about uh, May have in the, the place, like you know, but mm. one time they dropped Colin, and they, I don't know whether you know about that. They dropped Colin and they put him on the bench, and they put me in loose forward. It's quite early in his career, in my career, like, you know, and uh, I was keeping out of the way of Colin, so I'm not going to upset to him, like, you know. So, training, I'm going, if he's on one side, I went to the others. And he uh, caught me up on the Thursday. I said, hey, Alan, I've been trying. You know, talk to you all. I just want to tell you, we're playing Warrington uh, on, on on Sunday. Like, you know, and I said, you've got to watch out. If the scrum half goes down the blind side, you've got to come out quick, you know. Mm. And he's telling me, giving me all tips and everything, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I thought, what a great bloke. Like, yeah. But um, what happened, he, he was on the bench. <laughs> And he, he took me off after 70 minutes. He come on and scored two tries. Right, right. <laughs> so he was back in the week after, was he? No, I said two week after he come in again and uh, right. carried on. But right. uh, it was a great book. He, he really, uh, you know, the team as it as a whole, they were great mixers. You know, there wasn't really many uh, apart from um, Daddy Clark, who didn't like. He seemed to be. What we do, we'd set moves up before they play the ball, you know. Or set, if we got a penalty, we'd sell Derek. We're having these moves, like, you know. We had a pattern of play that we used. Different patterns of play. We'd do this, we'd do that. Derek just went up, tap ball and run forward. And everything was forgotten. He was, he was a good player himself. He was a good striker, that's the main thing. So towards the end of the, the late 70s, or mid to late 70s, 78, Alex Murphy came in at Salford yeah. as a coach. How, did, how was it working under Alex? Because things were changing then, weren't they? Yeah, he was a different sort of... Uh, it's, it's funny, really, like, you know, a different sort of... But he, I don't think he liked Salford. Uh, you know, I don't like saying, really, that he didn't like Salford, but he was always calling Salford before he came. And when he walked from behind the uh, curtain, I think he uh, un uncovered him on the night. One, one night and all the press were outside who didn't know who the new coach Did was. nobody know who the coach was? No, no. nobody knew, no. did they? No. And um, they, they brought the curtain back and Alec Murphy was there. Right. 
I bet that was a surprise to you. Then. Did you not know at all? No. Right? No, nobody knew at all. How was it working for him underneath him? Because I mean, we finished fourth, didn't we, in the 79 yeah. 80 season, didn't we? Had a good season. He, uh, it was hard to say. It, it didn't really plan things, but he worked on, you know, tried to. It was hard to say really what he did. But there was no like set moves and pre planned mm. work, you know, like we used to do. Mm. So it's quite upsetting for the team, really. Mm. But I'll say this about Alec Murphy. When we did train, if we had a game of rugby, uh, tick rugby after the. He was, to me, he was the best player on the, <laughs> on the field. Even then? Even right. then. Because he'd retired he then, hadn't he? Yeah. Then. Right. right. You know, and we had. Uh, Players a lot younger running about. I thought he's a genius, really, yeah. as, a, as a player. But as a coach, you couldn't really get it across to us. No, no. A better player coach than coach, would yeah. you say? So how did your move to Swinton come about? Then you, 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 you didn't do your ten years at Salford, did you? Did you do nine years? Well, it was nearly nearly ten. Because like, you played know. one game, didn't you, in the seventy-nine eighty season, and then left left for Swinton. Was that your decision to go to Swinton? Or it was because I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't playing at all. I was, I was left out of the A team and left out of the first team. Was Murphy still the coach at this time? Yeah. No. I, I was gladly have stayed at Salford for another 12 months or two years and played in the A team and helped young lads come in because I'd had a, a good run here, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A good run in the team and I, I would have helped the younger players and I would gladly, but I wasn't allowed to play in the A team. When Did I, he ever give you a reason why? Or? Uh, he never, he never said why, you know. He said, oh, we're saving you for the first team, but I wouldn't put me in the first team battle. So I went, and it was, I didn't know he was leaving six months uh, later, though. Really. But uh, not my favourite. No. How did the Swinton signing come about? Did, did they come in straight away for you? Know? Yeah, um, they just asked me, you know, do you fancy going to Swinton? I thought... Swinton's are really a bit close <laughs> near yeah, yeah. you know and uh, I said well I'm not getting the game uh, here like you know and I'm due for a testimonial next year I said uh, oh he said we'd make it worth a while like as far as a contract and I said uh, I'll, I'll think about it I'll ask my wife and see what she thinks because mm. she loved it at Salford you know mm. the the hospitality at Salford, yeah. and, you know, the club and that, they were all good uh, mixes, I mean, it was just like a normal club, like, you, know. mm -hmm. you did four years at Swinton, didn't you? And I, I think you beautiful. you played in the infamous game at the Willows, I think, when Swinton won 6-0, was it in the, was it in the yeah. John Player in 1981? Yeah. How did that feel, going back to the Willows and putting one over Salford? Well, that was funny, that. And... Uh, I'd say, like, a, to me, it was like a Dennis Law moment. Yeah, I was going to say, it must have been, like, yeah. I, I, like, I always looked what, what score Salford had got on and all that, like, yeah. you know. And, uh, when, when I played, I thought, Salford's lost, that's the first thing yeah, I yeah. thought about it when we were beaten, like, you know, but really you've got to be professional about yeah. it and say, like, you know, we, I, I enjoyed my rugby at Swinton, the spectators at Swinton were fantastic. You did four seasons there as well, didn't you? Yeah, at Swinton, yeah. and you I enjoyed your time. Uh, I was getting on a bit then, like uh, 36, 37, and uh, my knee was bad, I hurt my knee, and 
thought a good tight finish you know. yeah what did you do after you finished at Swindon did you carry on in, you carried on in rugby league didn't you did you go back to Blackbrook and do some coaching there yes I did yeah uh, well I didn't do anything for 12 months and then um, I thought my knees a bit better now so I went training down at Blackbrook just to blow some cobwebs off yeah and they taught me into playing uh, right. so I played for 12 months at Blackbrook uh, nearly 40 then like you know do you enjoy it? I enjoyed it, but I got a lot of cuts and bruises. I can imagine. I can so, imagine. and they, then they asked me to start the coaching with the kids, and that. And it, was, it was a couple of teams without coaches, like um, so. I took over coaching, and then I went uh, about five years later. I went to the first team, coaching first team for a couple of years. Did you know, I always kept in touch with uh, Salford, yeah. like you know, because I saw. Albert White knocking about, yeah. and uh, you know any players I saw that were available. Uh, you know, I thought it was fairly good players. I just mentioned them to Albert. Yeah. One you mentioned to me before was Gary Connolly. Yeah, he turned out to be a great player. What What was he like when you first saw him playing for oh, Blackbrook? Was he, can you tell when you get a player like? Can you tell instantly oh, they've quality, got something different? Pure quality. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Albert and uh, the chairman. John, John Wilkinson went down and watched the Lancashire game where he played full back the following. I said they're playing the following Sunday, go down. But they, they knew about him vaguely, like, you know. But he was a superb player, you know, really fantastic player. And they went down to, he lived in a pub, went down and um, tried to talk him into signing then. And, uh, but it, it was, he was intent on signing for Saints, I think, you know. So the following week he signed for Saints. So you, you went did a bit of scouting them for Solver I believe, didn't you? Well Albert was always asking me when uh, when I phoned him up, you know. Did it see different players like, you know, and he said, Well I didn't do it a bit more up, we'll do a weekend for us every you know. So I said, if I ever pack coach in here of Blackbrook, I said, uh, I'll I'll give you a ring, Albert. You know, I packed in at Blackbrook. Uh, and I got a ring of Albert, you packed in a black boot. I said, how did you know? Like, you know, I just heard, that's all, you know. I said, yeah, hey, coming down Monday, seeing the chairman, like, you know. See, come, in, come down Monday, we'll see the chairman. Yeah. It was a very nice walk, Albert, like, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't know whether you ever met him or not, but no, he was. And um, the chairman, he said, you know, he introduced me to the chairman, like, you know. And he was a great bloke, you know, I said, fine, no? Chairman John Wilkinson at that Wilkinson. time, yeah. 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 So, did, you, did you unearth any players at Salford then that we? Well, they did more like uh, like a teamwork thing type of thing. They, they asked me to run the rule over uh, Paul Eighton when he was yeah. first started. I went to Halifax and watched him, and uh, I, I had to report out for yeah. him. Like, you know. yeah. played some years at Salford, Paul as well, didn't they? Yeah, they got good value out of, out of mm. Paul, like you know. Mm. And um, a few players, I thought one of pound for pound players was Stuart Little. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Because uh, originally uh, Kevin Ascroft brought him down Salford. And uh, he said he's a star player, he's going to play for Lee Miners, you know. Mm -hmm. He said he'd be a great player. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said uh, he wanted, like, uh, say £5,000. He wasn't there, I don't know what he was. Mm -hmm. And Albert, Albert nearly fainted on his whiskey. <laughs> he said, 
5000 pound. Who does he think he is? Eric Ashton, he said. <laughs> you know, he said, oh, he said, oh, but we'll, uh, he said, Stuart, like, you know, we'll keep an eye on your son, like, you know. So when I was scouting, Albert said, every time you get a black, I don't give you any work, go, go down and have a look at Stuart. Yeah. 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 And, uh, anyway, I said to his coach, any time he wants to go down Salford, mm -hmm. I said, uh, we'll, we'll give him trials, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, because man for man, he could take on anybody's shoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a really great, great player. Throughout his career, we've yeah. always said that. I said to my daddy, he seemed to get the better every centre he played against. Yeah. No matter who his key senior, Paul Newlove, you name it, he'd, he'd he sort him out, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was something like Kenny Gwillem. Do you ever know Kenny Gwillem? I've never seen him play, but... Uh, yeah. Kenny Gwillem was saying, you could put Kenny Gwillem against anyone. Yeah. Scrum half, stand-off, centre, full-back, and he would outplay him. Mm. No, that's how good he was. Mm. And he was very similar, really. Play with a lot of heart, really, Stuart Little, wasn't he? You know, oh, yeah. He'd try, he'd try his best every, every, yeah, every game, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd first game at Gateshead on the wing or somewhere like mm. that. Yeah. Uh, Albert said he's... Greg's on about putting him on wing, guys. Play anywhere, so yeah. good enough as it is. But is he a big lad, like, you know? Is he yeah. a big, you know? He'll be returning on Sunday. I used to go watching him. He's playing up me, rugby. Yeah. And tackling big blocks. Like, yeah. you know, Seemed fearless, didn't he, really? 17, 18, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I said, either sign him or you... No, but his coach form, he was going to go and sign him. Yeah. But uh, his coach phoned me up, he fancies going down, uh, trained at Salt, to fix him up, we won't mess him about, like, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Pugsley's name was his trainer. And I said, oh, I said, the training at uh, a gym in Adock on uh, Tuesday night. I said, just tell him to get down there at 7 o'clock and I'll see him there. Mm -hmm. I took him down, and Greg was training with him. Had a look at Oh, and he, uh, Greg. He knew every player that was going, like, you know, who are you? That's from Lee Myers, you know, heard a lot about him. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he played three games and he signed him, like, yeah. You come watching Salford a lot, don't you? You are a, a Salford supporter, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Over, Which is nice to see old players, you know, being, well, being back I, I at the club. I've got a lot of friends here that I like talking to, like, you know. Yeah. I know when I was at the Mosaic, um, the Mosaic unveiling a few weeks ago, you did a, a lovely speech there. And with you being a St. Helens, you know, person, to me, you sounded like you was a Salford person. The way you spoke from your heart, you oh, know, yeah. how, how much the club meant yeah. to you, and it, it still does. It's nice it does, to see. Yeah. What do you make of this season then for Salford? I think it's quite well. Too. Some interesting signings. Yeah. So I said that spell we had last year. Really, I thought we really we just latched on to it. Just what was going on. Like yeah. I think we had a. Few Few injuries that set us back. So definitely, but but it's been fascinating talking to you, Alan, mm -hmm. talking about your career and thanks for joining us and, uh, and doing this yeah. for Devil in the Detail. It's great that we can speak to old players and uh, yeah, I've enjoyed but, it. But you give us an insight into your career, speaking about people <laughs> there, and I've really enjoyed it. So thank you very much. Right, thanks, Paul. Thank you. So this is the end of this week's pop-up podcast from the Devil in Detail. Big thanks to Alan Grice for talking to us about his career. Don't forget to tune into the main Devil in the Detail podcast. We speak to Tyrone McCarthy, Josh Wood, Rob Lewis and Craig Kopchak about the 2018 season to come. We've also got Ian Watson in Coach's Corner and all the big news coming out of Sulphur Red Devils, including a Valentine's Day special put on by the uh, supporters' trough. So well worth tuning into that 
Uh, and you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.